podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. If you want interesting and entertaining debate on the Premier League and other English leagues, but from a show that doesn't take itself too seriously, then check out The Whistleblowers. It's a weekly football podcast hosted by me. I used to play football, Martin Gritton, uh, stand-up Mark Smith when he can, and music manager Gareth Dobson, who uh, always has plenty of good chat, being a Spurs fan. Um we basically get football writers in to have a chat as well. And we talk about the stories that matter in English football, whether it's on the pitch or off it. It's free to listen to iTunes, Acast, Spotify, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Uh, or you can download the Whistleblowers app. Follow us on Twitter at Football Podcast. Cheers. Hello, and welcome to Stop Hammer Time. My name is Phil Whelans, and this week is a celebratory Stop Hammer Time West Ham United Three weeks now without catastrophe. And uh, <laughs> here to celebrate uh, that anniversary, it's, uh, as always, Jim Grant. Good evening. Hello, Jim. How's lockdown for you? Uh, I'm out of isolation today. Yes, that's so right. You were I, isolating. I, I, I celebrated by going to Sainsbury's. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Uh, rather than having Sainsbury's come to you in a van. Yes, that's correct. Uh, there was a very good joke. Uh, the late Jeremy Hardy had a joke that went, uh, uh, a lot of people think that Van Morrison is poor people's Ocado. <laughs> <laughs> very good joke. Uh, also joining us this week, it is a noted radio producer and friend of the podcast, George Mann. Good evening. Hi, George. Hi, George. You? I'm very well, sir. Very well. Still, uh, still laughing my funny bones after seeing your improv uh, on the last day of Tier 1. Oh, yes. Um, of, tier, of Tier 1 restrictions in London, when we could still go and do that sort of thing. Yes, thanks for coming to that. Yes, yes, I did a, uh, I did a uh, socially distanced impro show to uh, a socially distanced audience, which meant that the audience was like about a sixth of what we normally play to, very far apart on tables. But it was fun. I enjoyed myself. So did we. We had a great time. Yes, thanks for coming to that, George. Um, so... We, we, we have managed to avert catastrophe for another week by drawing with uh, Manchester City. Uh, all very satisfying. I only managed to get home and in front of uh, a screen after the two goals had come in. So um, what was it like? Uh, well, uh, it was a bit of a game of two halves. Um, the first half, I thought we were great. Um, and they were a little bit perhaps off 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 colour. But I think we really knock them out of any rhythm that they had. And actually, it was one of those games where uh, you, you, you didn't want half-time to come, in a way, because they were really rattled in the sort of 10 minutes leading up to half-time. We were, you know, really starting to look like a team that thought they could win the game comfortably. And wow. uh, they were under a bit of siege for the few minutes before uh, half-time. And we scored a great goal, and we, yeah. we, we got a lot of decent balls into their, into their box. Um, but you know, it was always you know they, they were going <laughs> to they've, they've got quality all the way through, and, yeah. and they have players to come off the bench, um, and and their substitutions you know cha- changed the game. But we hung on well, we dug in and hung on. You know, yeah, yeah. I got in um, after their goal had gone in, and so for most of what I watched, we were fighting a little bit of a, a rear guard action. George, yeah. what do you make of it? Um, not massively different from uh, Jim. I thought the first half was excellent. We yeah, the one thing since Arsenal, really, we've kept our shape and we looked like we had the measure of City's uh, attacking intent. Um, Aguero was anonymous and he was subbed at half-time. Hmm. And I thought, bizarrely, I thought, brought on Foden, but he was brilliant and he completely unsettled us, I think. 
he was kind of drop, he was dropping deep and pulling out three centre backs out of position. Um, but after he scored, I think we resettled down again. Actually, there was a couple of moments as a I don't know if you saw Arthur Masuaku's treat. Um, great point. Yeah, yeah. We almost left it up again, um, and that's kind of fair thing. What it was, we were largely in control, but they had a couple of great chances. But yeah. um, we out defend. Yeah, we managed to defend successfully despite some of Yarmolenko's more eccentric moments towards the end. Um, and I, I was really, really happy actually. And uh, I don't, um, I don't know if you see one of my favourite moments um, when we do something like that is uh, when KUMB posted uh, opposition view where they basically go trawling all the other teams. Yeah. Um, and Tottenham was this cesspit uh, of bile and hatred from Spurs. Most of the ones were well, fair play. I think you deserve the point. And yeah. uh, it was pretty cool. I thought it was, um, it was a great performance. I do, yeah, the one thing that's worried me since the start, uh, well, since the Arsenal game was that we've got a great first 11. I'm not sure we've got a great first 12. Yeah, I, I, no, I think absolutely. The, I think we've been saying that, you know, for some time, that that, 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 is, a, that is a worry. And you wonder whether, you know, I, I, I haven't seen much of him, but, um, you know, by all accounts, Ben Rama is a, is a, is a, is a quality player. But you wonder the logic of spending that money on, on, on him when you sold Dian Garner and uh, sent, Anto- um, sent um, Anderson on loan. Um, and, and you so obviously need an Antonio replacement, you know, which um, in terms of like for like anyway, Hannah, Hannah isn't clearly. Does um, Ben Rama score goals? Yeah, he does. He, he, you know, he's got, yeah. I've, I've only really watched him in a full game once, which was that playoff game against uh, Fulham and he was pretty anonymous actually having been sort of hyped up before it he was he they they Fulham snuffed him out pretty well um so it's very little you know, you know it wasn't an evidence to go on in, in terms of trying to judge a player and he, you know he's he's got that reputation and he, if you look at his show reel he's, he's does some impressive things you know he creates yeah. and scores um, yeah, because because you would. I mean, you know, in a way, it's like saying that we're looking for an Antonio type to come in if if Antonio is injured, and maybe we'll talk a little bit more about the possibility of him being injured in a minute. I mean, Antonio wasn't an Antonio type until no. sort of about June of this year. So so you know. Um, saying that perhaps we don't have anyone who's got the kind of uh, you know dead-eyed killer. <laughs> box in the box instinct that Antonio has got. I mean, we were saying, you know, he didn't have that until June. So, yeah, so but, you know, it's possible that, you know, sort of possibly moving someone centrally like Bowen centrally and playing Ben Rama wide because, you know, Ben Bowen knows where the goal is. It's like, yeah, yeah. Know. I mean, I, I think the like for like thing is not, is not really about his, uh, his uh, extraordinary finishing ability, although he did take his goal particularly well. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, um, it's more about the work rate, isn't it? It's more about the pace yeah. and the power and, and, and pulling um, central defenders out of position and running channels and, and holding the ball up. You know, he's doing all those things. And just much break. much better than one might have imagined he would do. Um, yeah, and uh, you know, Haller does those things less intuitively yes. and, and less yes. well. One might argue. So, I mean, he's um, also a very strong and clever player, and I think that no, he's one of those players that nobody wants to play against if you're a centre back because yeah. you, know, you know he he's he's rock hard, he's <laughs> smart, 
and he's quick and he'll never stop causing you problems all day. And no. he will always be on the front foot, he'll always be on your shoulder. And I don't really know where we get that from. I mean, Bowen's an option, but you know, I don't know what he can do to try and get a tune out of our forty-five billion pound striker. Well, I mean, you know, the, uh, uh, you know, I've said this sort of week after week. For me, uh, further up the pecking order would be Yarmolenko. So, like, I would play him possibly centrally, like Ukraine do, and have pace either side of him. So, possibly Ben Rama and um, uh, Bowen, uh, uh, or you know, given the we perhaps imagine a little bit of sort of creativity and a little bit of number 10 coming from four nows. Maybe we keep four nows and it's, you know, Bowen and uh, maybe again, Yarmolenko gets half an hour or something. But um, uh, I, I feel that, you know, it's giving the other team something to think about. And obviously we can't rep- replicate that because we don't have another Antonio. But I sort of think, what I see in Yarmolenko is a lot of sort of guile. You know, he's, he quite often, you know, that little reverse ball for Kufal's cross, you know, the other week was good. And he quite often does something like that, you know. And, and anything, uh, anything with Yarmolenko that doesn't involve defensive responsibilities is, uh, is a good move, really. I think the, the one place that he can probably get away with that is... Uh, playing in the middle because obviously well, he made it hard for Gareth Bale didn't he well so hard Bale didn't score I mean you yeah know, he, gets but he also had he also had that, I, mean, I don't know if you saw it but he also had that horrendous moment where he um the back pass or the misplaced pass which very nearly ended up with a yes. winner for City which I think you would you would have been there for that well well he he just had an off day didn't he uh um on Sunday, just, he just uh, did nothing went nothing went for him. He came on, and it was one of those games where he, he 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 just couldn't get into it, and and kept trying things that didn't come off. You know that happens, doesn't it? So, um, I, I, yeah, I, I mean, I think you know, I'm sure Haller will get his chance. I mean, it's his chance, isn't it? You know, and and um, I, I read a lot, and you hear a lot about him. Sort of, well, we don't play a system that suits him, or he doesn't quite. You know, in the end, you you used to say this a lot. Um, uh, Phil about about players like you know Fernandez and um, and Ashley Fletcher. You know, in the end, you know you've just got to you've got to do something. You've got to take the initiative. You've got to get in there and and yeah. show that you're a footballer, haven't you? And and yeah. um, put yourself about. I mean, he's got you know he's not got pace, but he's got physicality and he's a good finisher. We've seen that. I don't see why we shouldn't you know uh, we should worry about starting with with him as long as you've got some people like Bowen and Fornals and, and hopefully this Ben Ramek you know buzzing around him Yarmolenko and Lanzini to come in to come into it as well so we've not we've not got a shortage of 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 quality going forward um what I suppose we've had is a, is, is a is a shortage of kind of pace and physicality going forward that that's that yeah. Bowen and now Antonio in that position can kind of give you um yeah yeah yes I mean something happened that that you know I've seen happen before, uh, which was at the time Alaire comes on, the players that should be playing around him have gone off, and he's sort of replacing them. Yeah, so yeah, he exactly. came on after Antonio and Bowen had left the field. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, I think that's a fair point, and you, um, know, you know you can't you know it's very difficult to judge. You know he's had what you know forty five minutes of, of in total of game time. I imagine this. This season, so it's very difficult to to um, judge when he's played in those um, you know the League Cup games. He looked he looked good um, until until uh, Everton, but um, 
you know. Um, something, that I... is talk, something that is talked about quite a lot, whether or not we're winning or losing, and obviously we've been doing very well in the last few games, is Moyes' substitutions inside of the game. Um, you know, there's, I've seen quite a lot about that. What do we do? What do we think yeah. about? You know, that they say that he's very reluctant to make substitutions. I know what I think. I've got perhaps a little bit more sympathy um, voice than some of the people that are attacking him. I think managers always get criticised for substitutions, don't they? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think that mm. he's got to look at what the options he's got. Like I said, we we've all said that he he's got his best eleven players out there in the best system possible. So if they are coming on, it's got to be for people who are running out of steam or are injured. And you know, yeah, he did that yeah. very well against you know Spurs. He rolled the dice and you know he came up trumps. But I think that um he I think he's naturally conservative manager. He has been throughout all his all his yeah. if it comes to making hmm. it changes. But I think that he he'll have a chance to show that at Liverpool, I think, on on Saturday, because I think that we will be pretty much run ragged on Halloween. And I think that if we are able to stay in it, he will be able to chance to use that bench. Now, yeah. The one thing I would say, I won't be surprised if Ben Rama doesn't even make the bench again or gets on because he was very conservative when he brought Bowen in and he took a lot. Yeah. Of, you know, he wanted to get him used to the group. He wanted to get him used to the kind of, the yeah. aspect of but he didn't throw him straight in and it kind of worked long term. Although, you know, we were panicking at the time because they were staring down the barrel of, relegation fight but yeah. I think yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Bowen is an unused sub on uh, Ben Rahm is an unused sub on Saturday mm. yeah yeah. I just can't see him starting him at all no I think that that's no. I, you know I think something that happens you know people were saying that especially after his wonder goal against Spurs Lanzini should have got you know whatever 15-20 minutes at the end of the game but you know what I've seen happening, you know, uh, is that I think that the feeling that those 11 guys out there are up with the pace of the game, you know, we were fighting a rear guard action against Manchester City and um, being used to how the pace, how the game is being played, what each of the 11 opposition players are doing. Oh. It's really important. And to sort of throw a player in, like it's, you know, a sort of football manager game going, this player will bring these talents to the thing. Not necessarily if they've got to get up to speed with what's happening with the pace of the game, yeah. what's going on. And it's not it's not as easy as that to simply slot another footballer into the system. I agree. You know, I mean, I think a lot of people are, you know, have Fournals as their number one person to kind of drop out. You know, Lanzini should come in for Fournals or Ben Rama should come in. And I think... Um, Again, it's a bit like we were saying with with Antonio. What Fornals offers is is just legs, just energy, and and uh, he's him, him, I think I think he's a quality player as well. I don't, don't get me wrong. I don't think he's just a kind of utility man or anything. Um, I think he's got skills as he showed with the way he took his goal against Leicester. But um, I think uh, he is the sort of unsung part of this kind of you know, improvement in form or whatever, you know, the, the, the run we're having at the moment. Um, he's less spectacular than Antonio and, and Suchek and Rice even. Um, but his energy, his closing down, you know, a lot of people were saying, well, Lanzini would have taken that chance when he went through. But I, I think my point is that Lanzini wouldn't have made that run, wouldn't have got the chance. Um, 
And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm really impressed with Fornells this season. I think he's really fitting in brilliantly. Yeah. Um, Hold that thought and we'll take a short break. If you want an e-bike that doesn't look like it's made for the shopping precinct, something that's less Mr Bean and more Steve McQueen, check out the range of bikes from London-based Cooler King. From dope 250-watt city bikes to Harley Bobber-inspired 750-watt beasts that can tear your face off while leaving your smile intact. Cooler Kings are made in limited numbers, yet highly affordable. Check them out now on the web at cooler.bike or find them on Instagram with hashtag CoolerKingBike. Cooler.bike. E-bikes that are cool AF. Welcome back. Um, another player that, that's really, you know, helped enormously is Kufal, who I think has just yeah. slotted in effortlessly and has what I think Moyes is looking for. He, you know, stays present for 90 minutes. He works hard um, and has, you know, been a real find. And actually sort of getting just a, a competent fullback, um, you know, when like... That's Jacobson, what we stand for, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's right. I remember when Lars Jakobsen came in, who was very, you know, pretty a pretty meat and potatoes footballer. But I think we sort of, it felt like somehow in that right back position, we sort of lacked that for a while. And just this basic competence was impressive, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think Kufal's a, a, a really good find. Uh, the, the, the ball in for Antonio, I mean, obviously the goal spectacularly taken, but it was a great first time cross. It was. Yeah. 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 Um, and, you know, as was his cross in the Spurs game. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. for their for their own goal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because if that if that hadn't been an own goal, Bowen, it was a tap in for Bowen, wasn't it? Yeah, um, absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. No, I, mean, I, was, um, I was delighted he, he sort of he played at Spurs because I was, I was very worried. Um, so he played at, at Spurs because I was worried about this Corona thing. He said oh, I don't have Corona, but then didn't play either of the Czech Republic games. Yes, he's made a recovery and come back. We seem to have, you know got off relatively lightly so far with. That sort of thing. We do, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, I think, yeah, yeah touch wood. <laughs> I mean, just just one thing that sort of we'll, we'd like to mention: some of the refereeing decisions on Saturday. Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> I mean, it's two. The two that stand out: one is the penalty, and one is the 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 a the general allowing of Man City's tactical fouling, but also you know the, the outrageous one was when uh, Gundogan. Paul, who's it? Who did he pull back? Was it Rice? He pulled back. It was Declan Rice. Yeah, yeah. He kind of shrugged him off and carried on. So yeah, but he it was, was a good yeah, he, he had both hands but, on his shirt. Yeah, but then you've got to book him for that. I mean, that's that's just that's appalling. I thought that was appalling refereeing. I absolutely agree. Um, I thought he booked Balbena for an innocuous challenge as well, but the penalty was the one because. Uh, that was the whole kind of well. He did play the ball, but he played the man first. The first contact was is with very clearly. Is he with took Antonio. him down, then kicked him out to make it see that he kicked his leg out to make it seem like he played. Well, he did play the ball, but he he, he fouled the, the guy first. Yeah, and it was a stonewall penalty, and that I think was a glaring refereeing error 
but you can't necessarily blame the referee on the field because he's it's it's quite away from him and he's seeing it from behind and the ball deviates as if the player's taking it. But that's what VAR is for, and it, it seemed it, it it didn't have a kind of a second glance, did it? I'm not even no. sure. Did it even go to to VAR? You didn't see it on the you know the coverage of the game, did you? So. No. That, that seems to me exactly what it's, not stupid kind of is my toenail offside or, you know, which part of the arm did it accidentally hit. But a penalty, a foul in the box that yeah. the referee hasn't spotted. Jim, you've gone all wobbly. Um, I think if the boot had been on the other foot, it would have been um, definitely given. You know, I'm sure, you know. Yeah. Am I? I, Sorry. Yeah. I'm completely at a loss with what happens with VAR now when it does and doesn't intervene apart from offsides. No, it's, it's, um, it's, everyone was talking about the rules have been changed and they're not doing handballs and they're not doing this and not doing that. I've missed this. I've, I've done a search, you know, to find out what the new regulations are. And I just don't know. No, um, you know that if somebody gets pulled over to the side, they're almost certainly going to change whatever decision they have. But yeah, yeah, but I just don't know why. I, I it, well, yeah. yeah, and also, you know, the, the Manchester United Chelsea one. How is that not? Yeah, I don't know if you saw it on match today, but basically, as as Paletta had his Maguire's arms around his neck. Oh yeah, and, yeah, I mean, yes, yes. So I don't understand. Yeah. Are we just giving up now on the idea of? It, I mean, it's funny, about, isn't it? It, it, I mean, you know, when it first came in uh, it, it, last season, it was um, sort of cruel and unusual, and it sort of stopped the game for huge long uh, periods. So it was bad in in that respect. But now it's sort of become completely arbitrary. You yeah. know, this this completely random element has come into it. So it's like it's like the worst of all worlds now. It doesn't. It actually doesn't do its kind of. Um, you know, what we hated it for last year was its kind of soulless, you know, robotic interpretation of the rules, even though there are human beings looking at um, the footage. Uh, but now it's, it's, it's even more human in that it makes stupid, irrational mistakes. The whole process has become, you know, foolish and mistake-ridden all the time. It's supposed to eliminate mistakes. It's made it worse. Yeah, totally. It's amazing. Um, Am I still wobbling? No, uh, no, you seem all right now, yeah. Um, Okay, good. um, Again, you know, we saw the sort of, uh, you know, we stayed in that game. uh, And, uh, Jim, we've talked about the sort of fitness of the team, but also just, just sort of staying present. Everyone remains switched on. Everyone remains disciplined. And, um you know that's a sort of you know it's a it's a good thing to see isn't it and uh, yes i thought fabianski had his best game in a while as well he looked back yes. to his something near his best i think he's taken quite a while to come back from that injury yeah um, yeah he, he made a couple of crucial saves and looked very confident come claim the ball punch one well you know just looked yeah. looked back to his to his best Yes, and that's a bit of a result, wasn't it? Because we really were sort of uh, thinking we should try and find another number one keeper. Yeah, Uh, yeah. 
And that still has that's still on the looming on the not too distant horizon, yeah. isn't it? Because he's he's what thirty four, thirty five, isn't he? Um, so yeah, yeah. Um, so George, you raised the sort of spectre of the possibility of uh, Saturday being uh, one in which a bit of rotation might have to happen because we might miss Antonio on uh, Saturday. Um, he did he pick up another knock in that game because he had an ice pack on against. Uh, yes, he did. It it was he it was very clear where he sort of um, stopped sprinting, wasn't it? It was he kind of pulled up a little bit into the second half, wasn't he? he? Just yeah, he stopped, and then they kept him on for another five minutes, which wouldn't have done him any good. No, but, um, yeah, I mean he's he he yeah, he has got kind of sort of play-doh hamstring or sort of pop it on hamstrings they snap on a regular basis don't they and they go yeah yeah um i just hope it i mean i hope i mean he, he walked he, he didn't look like he completely tore it i mean he could he, he walked off without a limp yeah. he clearly just couldn't spare uh yeah. i mean we've got we've got this game we've got full of them we've got an international break and hope i, mean, I think the best we can hope for is to see him after the international break yeah yeah um, i hope so but it does kind of as jim said exposes the the lack of options in the squad to replace that. Now, yes. I think Cameron John on Saturday is, is whether Moyes can kind of adapt to a slightly different system because we've had we've had this you know the system which is based on a firm base and counter-attacking, which is probably ideal to set up to go to Liverpool. But how are we going to fit whatever else is going to go in there? And is he going to be able, you know is he going to be able to get people closer to Hallow if he picks? Him is it? You know, I I, I agree that Yarmolenko is an option, but you know he sometimes he flashes to deceive, and you don't know quite. You know, are you going to get the kind of the brilliance, or are you going to get the calamity? Um, it's going to be a big test for him on Saturday. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, yes, and we know, you know there aren't a lot of options. I mean, you know, uh, as you say, uh, it's you know Moise is 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 cautious, which is sort of admirable in some respects. But actually, on Saturday, we um, you know. We are a man down, and uh, um, especially in those attacking areas. Yeah, it is a question of whether to sort of, uh, you know, in the short term, rehabilitate Halea for, for one day. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and, wow. You know, offer him a... Um, while we're on the subject of the of the great man, of Iron Mike, I, I do have a poetry corner offering Poetry uh, in his honour. It's, it's yeah. a while since we've had poetry corner. It I'm is. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I kind of, you know, yeah, apologies about that to everyone, really. But um, uh, um, it's it's a poem about um, about Antonio and and his, you know, his 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 renaissance as a as a forward. Um, uh, we might remember that uh, Slav tried him in just about every position on the yes. on the pitch. Um, uh, it, it references. I don't know if you remember his his first goal, which kind of clown like just kind of accidentally bounced off his head. Yeah, Newcastle, um, was it? Uh, I think it might have been Southampton. Oh. I'm not sure. Um, uh, and then also that, that, that I remember that he scored against uh, Liverpool, didn't he, where uh, he, he, he ran the length of the field to head it in. So it references those two things as well. Yes, excellent. Here well, we are. I, okay. Shall I? Shall I? Yes. Do you want us to do anything? Shall I um, no, uh, no, smoke, well, smoke, lean, smoke lean a pipe? Yes, yeah, smoke a pipe. Relax back. Right. I'll get my yeah, pipe. Relax. Okay, here we go. Okay, okay, Mikhail. I'll admit that this has taken me a while. But when with guile, with acrobatic style and such tenacity, you stuck it in the back of City's net 
my ecstasy was tinged with some regrets that I've not written you a poem yet. So just to put that right, I'd simply like to say that I salute you, Iron Mike. In fact, I think you're ace with your power and your pace and the way you always play with that smile upon your face. But who would have said when that ball bounced off your head in front of the Bobby Moore to score your first, so unlike Jeff Hurst, that we come to adore you so, Antonio? And no one knew that night v Liverpool when you won it by the corner flag and run a hundred yards or more to stick it in the onion bag and wipe the grin off Klopp, that you would grow, if not into Decanio, way better than one Choppio, Antonio. And for all those comedy creations for your scoring celebrations, and though a hammer of the year, it seemed that your career might stall and awkward things like dodgy hamstrings and expensive new additions might see you transition into a man with no position. But what do we know, Antonio? Slav thought you were Mr. Utility, but Moyes knows you have ability as well as guts. And now, no ifs or buts, you're like a Mica, like a striker. Nice. Very nice, Jim. Excellent. Excellent. Very, very good. Um, uh, well, it's a good pleasure to see Poetry Corner back. Yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah, try, yeah. And, we'll try and do more as, as the weeks roll on. I, I think it's the one about, thing uh, you can say you don't get there on any other podcast. I hope not, <laughs> except a podcast about poetry. Yeah, <laughs> and then occasionally yeah. they talk a little bit about football. <laughs> Frank Skinner's, yeah, okay. Fair yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, so... Uh, George, you had a so you had something to talk about, I believe. Well, I just I mean, you'll just say it at the end, but I mean, just talking about the Liverpool game, I just wondered how much we should fear Liverpool now. Are they, you know, are are they destructive force that they were last year? They've got no Van Dyke. Allison's coming back off an injury. Mm. There seems to be other things. I mean, yeah, we can talk about. You know, that you think that we had we have a chance on Saturday, or do you, do you think that? Yeah, I wonder the damage limitation. I, um, I think it's. I think it looks like, like uh, to a certain extent, it was with Man City as well. With you know, with with um, their, their injuries, uh, a good as good a time to play them as you could pick, um, with the exception of the the like the absence of Antonio. Um, you know, we're in good form. We're playing with confidence and a bit of pace and aggression. Um, they do look a bit ropey at the back, but they've still got you know, so much firepower and they will yeah. be very competitive in midfield as well. So, um, yeah, you know, you, 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 you always fear the worst, but, uh, you know, we, we did quite well there not that long ago when um, in that game where Suchek got injured, I think, you know, and we, uh, yeah. and Bowen had a great chance to equalise, you know, that was a cracking game. So, so it was a good game. Yeah, it was a good game. You know, we've got, I think we've got a, I think we've got a fighting chance to get something out of it. And it's going to be the end of our kind of long run of horrendous fixtures that we thought we might be going into the Fulham game with zero points and we're going yeah. into the minimum of eight. Like yeah. Yeah. That is, you know, it's almost like a freebie, really, after yes. you know, we, we, yeah. we looking desperate to get anything out of that game. And it's not that, that's not the situation. We're going into our, our run of games against the likes of Fulham and Sheffield United where... I mean, I don't know whether our counter-attacking style is going to be as effective then, but it's going to be, um, yeah, it's going to be a kind of. I think I can sit down and watch it without getting too stressed, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I agree. Um, I think Just we'll to... be a threat from set pieces. I don't think they defend set pieces. I mean, I think Diop scored from a from a corner there. Yeah. Um, 
yeah. last time out. And and um, that, that you know, without Van Dyke, who's such a commanding presence, I don't, yeah, you know, they're they're. I think we'll be a threat from from corners, free kicks. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, they've got pace out wide, haven't they? Like uh, Alexander Armstrong is yeah. like. Alexander the, Armstrong. Yeah. Sorry? Arnold. Arnold, Alexander, yeah, yeah. Alexander sorry. Armstrong, that's... Yeah, Alexander Armstrong is the quiz show presenter. <laughs> yes. He'll, he'll, um, uh, oh, perhaps we'll come out of the game pointless. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, that. so, so you know, I, I think um, out wide, they're, they're sort of one of the most threatening teams in the division. And I think our sort of wide players are going to have to... Uh, work very hard uh, in that game. So, but um, Masuaku, dare I say it, uh, has shown the odd. I think it's because no one says he's a defender anymore. He now does a little bit of defending. He's almost forgotten how bad he is at defending and suddenly <laughs> tries to sort of do a bit of, you know, there was quite a sort of, um, he took the ball off someone's toe, didn't he? In yeah, and sort part. of. And shuffled around. I mean, there was a lot, you know, there's, I saw a long debate on Twitter about, did he actually mean that or not? Or was it just like, <laughs> oh, sort of, no. was it just like sort of a, 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 luck, a lucky stumble that stuck to his foot? I think. Yeah. Well, think that... there, there are lots of different aspects to the discipline of playing fullback, aren't there? Um, yeah. yeah. I don't think Arthur is, he's got quick feet and he is quite a decent tackler. Um, the issue with him playing as a straightforward left back has always been positioning. There's always been, um, yeah. you know, getting caught out of position, uh, not having the discipline of holding the line, um, you know, just doing slightly mad things. Um, it's that it's that focus and positioning that's the problem with him. I the actual sort of up against someone with the ball, he's he's pretty good. Um, and he also, yeah. last time Moyes was here, was his previous best spell. So there's yeah, obviously some right, sort yeah. of connection yeah, that Moyes exactly. understands what he does. And doesn't do well, and I think that you know, it was him coming in that kind of kept us. Was one of the reasons we stayed up that year when Moyes was in. Yes, he, yes. He, as you say, he got, he got him to play well. I'd be interested to know whether Moyes is sort of thinking about trying to reintroduce uh, Diop into um, the defence because he is quick. You know, he's uh, uh, and that could be very useful. You know, it sort of would have been, uh, you know, useful in the first half against Spurs, quite possibly, uh, although that game sort of turned out satisfactorily in the end. You know, um, he, you know, his, um, his sort of downfall was surprising, wasn't it? Because, I mean, you know, when he first came, uh, you know, uh, Mourinho was talking, was singing his praises. Mm. We were talking about how hard it was going to be to hang on to him he was saying, you know, it's possible that a big club might even come in for him in the winter of last season. You know, uh, also Pellegrini's first season, rather. Yeah. I mean, well, I think, I think he, um, I think obviously he was out out of the game because of the the COVID thing. But mm-hmm. but then, and and I, he would have been first choice, I think. But I think Balbuena has come in and has played well. And at the yes, moment, has, yeah. you don't want to change, chop and change a defence because they they. They learn from that, and I think they're getting better. Um, yeah, yeah. Apart from their 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 kind of uh, fifteen minutes of madness at the start against uh, Tottenham, where they they really weren't at it. Since you know, other than that, they've been pretty good, and they were yeah. very good against Man City. So I think Og Bonner's class, and yes. um, 
particularly good as the focal point of a three, um, as yes. he was last time Moyes was here. Um, and Balbuena, you know, I mean, as I was saying, Fallouts is the, is the real sort of unsung hero. I mean, if, you know, if he's the second place for that award, then it's Balbuena who's, who's surprised me with how good he's been, actually. Yeah. I mean, the thing about Diop, he's still only 23. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. He came through very young, very early. And I think he just needs to settle down and realise what he's good at. Because, you know, he was strong. He was confident. And I think he had that arrogance of youth. Now, you, sometimes you get that with players that come through and they're just a natural exuberance pushes them forward and highlights their strengths. Now, he needs to kind of find a way of managing those strengths so that, you know, he doesn't have the inconsistencies which have been shown at times last season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I still think he's going to be a top player. I still think he's going to play for France. For yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And I think um, when we, you know, in this run of fixtures we've had, we know that we're not going to, um, dominate possession but there are going to be games when we have to break teams down and we'll be vulnerable ourselves to being hit on the break and then his pace might be might be the thing that you know Moyes goes for because yeah. he's quick he eats up the ground doesn't he so yeah, yeah. Well, there were times last year that I've waited like you couldn't get in a pub team so yeah, you know, it's, yeah. Great. yeah. it's great to yeah. see him come back it's so strong yeah. and uh and yeah, something really weird happened, wasn't it? It was like he sort of went away on international duty or something and uh, just came back and for some reason just seemed to have lost sort of something that took him a long time to get back. In fact, I think he had to be dropped, basically. He did. I mean, he kept horrendously giving the ball away. There was a, um, He gave the ball away for the... Um, there was a mistake between him and... Uh, um, I don't know if it might have been Fabianski in goal at the time, but for um, or might have been Roberto for the um, goal at Sheffield United, and there was another game at, at, at home where he just you know terribly gave the ball away and it led to a goal. Can't remember yeah. who that was against. I think um, though, I think those might have been with Roberto as well. I've, I've got yeah, some sort of memory well, of some terrible. Roberto Balbuena sort of mix up. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, George, you, what did you want to talk well, about? I just, I just want to say about sort of, um, we've just seen today that the pay-per-view, we will be paying £14.95 if we choose yes, to do so for the pay-per-view that's going to be for the Fulham game. Um, and I just, you know, just I, I think it's kind of, it really has brought out the best of football fans across the country, the way they've kind of, A, partially rejected it, but used it as a way to raise funds for, you know, either, you know, in our case, the New and Food Bank or the Bobby Moore Fund, but, you know, they've lead, you know, dirty leads have come up with, you know, £40,000 for their food bank for people who've donated their 15 quid to that rather than to the Premier League. Like, just, you know, it's just so brilliantly organised. I hope that we kind of respond in the way. We've been very lucky. If you look at some of the West Brom, we've had sort of, they have three or four games on pay-per-view in that month because of who we've Yeah, been. yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, 15 quid, are you going to pay that or...? No. no, me neither. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to not see it though. <laughs> um, I would gladly pay it and match it with the donation. So, how do I, you? I, um, how do you? Do you have to watch it on your computer or something? No, no. Sky Box Office. If you've got uh, oh, Sky, yeah, yeah Sky or office. BT Box Office, whatever their. Um, I mean, I, I've never bought a boxing fight by that uh, box. No, no, I don't. No, know. I've never but done it. But it's in the high number. It's, it's it's off the end of your Sky and yeah. BT things. There's something that you can you can select to pay for. I mean, uh, yeah, we were yeah we were going to sort of we did suggest we'd sort of go around each other. There's a couple of lads locally who go to matches for us, and uh, we've been going to those houses. 
take a big gun, but then obviously the rule of six, not that on there. Uh, the tier two stuff, not that on there. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I, I have seen a local pub that is a it's right is laid out like a Victorian schoolroom with individual <laughs> desks. We might try and do that, see if we can get down there and watch it there, just for you know, for that, and, and and of course, yeah, and give the contribution to the to the, to the uh, John Rotomsky's yeah um, food bank thing. So, um, I mean, there's there's been some developments there as well. Sullivan's bought them a van. He's paid. Yeah, sorry, yeah. A brand new sort of, uh, yeah, what we call, used to call an escort van, that sort of size. Yeah. He's also bunged 25 grand in to uh, the um, the Christmas appeal that they're doing as well for kids in Europe. I just thought, you know, I, I don't quite know how to react to this, that the fact that Sullivan has done something I approve of. It's yes. Just, it's just yeah, a strange it's very, feeling in my, just, yeah. in, in my soul. Um, I don't really know. <laughs> how, that, how that's uh, how to deal with that but yeah good no. i mean yeah i don't know if you've read job but he's a good lad and um he does all this he comes down from chester where he lives to deliver this stuff to new food bank it's, it's a remarkable effort yeah extraordinary oh, yeah it's great talking of the sullivan clan the sort of the, the women's team seem to be having the sort of malaise that we've had in the last few years in that they are uh smaller than the sum of their parts aren't they there's some good players in there and they just, you know, I sort of watched their games um, via the women's football show, but also via the, I, you know, the BBC Three series about Jack Sullivan managing a football club. And uh, yeah. it's just sort of, it's sort of heartbreakingly familiar from kind of late Billich and late Pellegrini that these, they well, just fold once a goal goes in against them. And, uh, you yeah. know, Matt Beard can't seem to get them going. No, you wonder about him, don't you? Because um, I don't next to nothing about you know women's football and, and 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 you know what goes on in terms of management and whatever. But he came with quite a reputation because he managed Liverpool, didn't Liverpool, he? And then he, yeah. then he then he managed in in America. Um, yeah. uh, so he's obviously you know and and in nearly all the kind of interviews that players give when they sign, they, they seem to be he seems to have been a a, a draw in terms of yeah. sort of getting quality players in. Um, but if if it if it were the if it were the men's team and there was a really big vociferous following, there would be a lot of people calling for his for his for his head, wouldn't there? I mean, yeah. uh, uh, and and in those programs, in those little snippets, you can't tell, can you? But in those little snippets, it doesn't come across as particularly impressive to me, anyway. But um, no, no. Uh, you know, uh, what do I know? No, he seems he seems a little bit like a kind of Mike Bassett, quite old fashioned manager. Yeah, yeah a little bit. Yeah. Terribly sort of progressive ideas, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of sort of there's a lot of shouting and swearing and getting stuck in and all that kind of thing. Yeah. Not a lot of astute tactical but, but I mean, you know, yeah. it's 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 a highly edited television program, so yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't know. Yes. Well, it might be time for predictions for the Liverpool game. Um, who wants to go first, Jim? Okay, well, I you predicted, predicted a, a, you predicted a loss. Uh, a two-one uh, defeat, which of course it very nearly was right at the end. Um, yeah. uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to. I'm going to carry that prediction forward. I think again we'll be competitive. It'll be tight. I imagine we'll get nothing out of the referee as usual up there. Um, it's going to turn on one or two kind of mistakes or, or, or moments of brilliance. They've got more people who can do something brilliant in a moment than we have. But I do think it's a decent time to play. So I'm going to go for the 2-1 defeat and hope that my uh, my luck continues in terms of getting right. it wrong. 
George, what do you reckon? I think it is also a good time to uh, um, play them. I, 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 I got contacted by some Man City YouTube channel, and he was a very nice fella. We had a good chat, and uh, I said I, I predicted two two on Sunday, on Saturday. So I'm going to go for one one to get the other half of that. And uh, right. I reckon, uh, well, yeah, one one will be a great result for us. I can't see us scoring bags of goals up there. I no. think that you know if we can keep our shape and keep strong, we can limit them to one. Um, it would be fantastic to win. I've got you know. As you know, I work at the BBC Ocean Network. Um, one hates to resort to stereotype, but there's a very high percentage of Liverpool fans. We've <laughs> never been anywhere near the place. So Monday morning will be a very good place if uh, if West Ham yeah. beat Liverpool on Saturday. Okay, well, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna have to go full on optimism and say Liverpool one, West Ham two. Brilliant. Uh, good. Yeah. Good. Cross everything and cross everything. Uh, yes. Well, gentlemen, that might be it. I think we've covered uh, we've covered many uh, areas, and um, yes, uh, no, that would be good if um, there was some plan for watching it in a sort of organised way. The Fulham game, once those uh, uh, pay per view mm-hmm. games start, it's going to depend on you know COVID restrictions, though, isn't it? Relaxation it is, yeah, as well. Yeah. I mean, that's the other big factor, isn't it? It's like you know. Um, I went to the pub with some friends, but of course we had to sit outside uh, and uh, um, they wouldn't let us in. Though, in fact, of course, once things emptied out, they did let us in. And uh, so it's slightly kind of, uh, uh, sort of slightly sabotaged the whole, uh, you can't sit inside, you know, unless you're all from the same family. Uh, So, but it would be good to find a sort of a system of watching those games under a pay-per-view uh, system, but you know, just one person pays, and like everyone else gives it to the food banks. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that all pans out. Anyway, uh, my name is Phil Whelan's. Uh, with me this week on Stop Hammer Time have been Grant, Cheerio, and George Mann. Goodbye. Come on, you irons. Wasn't that a great podcast? Now, if you've got ninety seconds spare in your day, come and listen to ours. It's called What Has He Said Now and is available wherever you got this podcast. You're going to lose a number of people to the flu. This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at westhampodcast.com. Sports Social Podcast Network.